Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dilmore. The many forms of... (laughs) Cardolatry. You know, have you ever noticed we can make an idol out of new cars, old cars? We even have idols of how do we fix cars or how well we can sell cars or parts. We even make an idol out of toy cars, a model car. So how can we move? There's the question. How can we move from cardolatry to car contentment? I'm so glad you're here with us this morning. We're going to have so much fun digging around in all this with our one and only Christian Junkyard Guy, Bob, from 109 You Poet. This is a fun topic, isn't it? Great topic today, Robbie. I'm uh, highly anticipating uh, today's show. Car contentment here this Thanksgiving weekend. So, as you may notice, our feature post at ChristianCarGuy.com this morning is, New Car Fever is Contagious. And <laughs> we're here to tell you today on the Christian Car Guy show that the doctor is in the house. And the antidote to new car fever and cardolatry in any of its forms is clearly car contentment, which, like many of us, you may be lacking in this morning. But Bob and I would really, really, really love to help you with that. So call us 866 348 7884 or 866 34 Truth if you're digitally gifted. If you in any way are suffering from this, yes, your car, however nice it may be, was given by its ultimate creator, a thorn in the metal, (laughs) to buffet it from pride (laughs) or your pride in it, however that may look. But Bob and I are here to share with you today, and I do mean that, that his grace is sufficient for your car and for you. So seriously... But also in fun, we would love for any and everyone to call in this Thanksgiving weekend and share, where are you on the car contentment compendium? (laughs) The far left, meaning you're delighted, and I do mean delighted with your current transportation, 866-348-7884. Or if you're on the far right, (laughs) which I know many of you may find yourself here, you're considering driving that sled off a cliff just so you don't have to look at it anymore. If you're over there on the far right of the car contentment compendium, by all means, call us 866-348-7884. We all need your secret to car contentment. So if, if you've got a secret to car contentment, of course, we definitely need you to share that. But one of the things I absolutely love about my wife, and anyone who knows her will tell you, that she will call it as it is without any hesitation. So if she thinks her car is a turkey, she will know in uncertain, no uncertain terms, let you know without posing whatsoever. So in that vein, if you're driving that Thanksgiving turkey, <laughs> by all means, we would love to hear from you this morning. 866-348-7884. And as I shared this morning at christiancarguy.com, Car dealers and car manufacturers are all very well aware of the symptoms of new car fever and how to make it spread. You wouldn't maybe know that, but they are. And so we're going to be sharing how they have been infecting billions, really, of us for years with that virus, and you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But also the other forms of cardolatry, 
our ability to fix cars or restore cars or sell parts? Have you made an idol out of an antique car or even a toy model car? Bob and I, <laughs> I'm sure, have suffered and are suffering from all forms of this one. Don't you think, Bob? Uh, <clears throat> there's so many cars that I'm attached to, and uh, some of the cars that Rob had projects going on with, um, you know, are, are that's coming up now. And uh, I'm, I'm really attached to some of them, and uh, I don't know if I could get rid of them or anything. And uh, his old race car is, is just something that I am extremely attached to. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of torn. But um, Thanksgiving kind of reminds me, you know, we're to be thankful for what we have. And, um, and sometimes we can forget that part of being thankful for what we have and want much, much more and newer and shinier or older or rustier or, you know, or more of a muscle car, you know, we can really have big desires for what we don't have. It's just kind of human nature that grass on the other side is just so much greener sometimes. Yeah. What a fascinating thing you see all the time. And I can't imagine how that feels to be in your position. And you drive by a house and you see this yard art out there. <laughs> yard art. Mm -hmm. The bigger, the better. And they're all rusting out into the ground that, that somebody was going to make it something at some point. And it, big, it, big plans that didn't come full circle. Yes, sir. And, and yet there it is, an asset that literally is melting and into the environment. It's the wives that get the cars to the junkyard. <laughs> Honey, when are you going to get this piece of junk out of the front yard? That was our very first commercial, a wife uh, scolding her husband about a piece of junk in the front yard. All right. We would love to hear your take on all this. 866-348-7884. We have lots of lines open, and we would love, love to have you on this morning. And then also this morning, I'm sure some of you are facing this, we know that parking at this time of year can be a challenge, and it gets a little bit more challenging depending on where you're going and when you're going there. Well, there are parking experts. You may not know this, Bob, <laughs> but I, I searched the end of the earth to find things. And as it turns out, there is the International Parking Institute. Now, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's called tech. the IPI. <laughs> That's high tech, brother. And, and they have 10 stress-free holiday parking tips that we are going to share with you today. So you don't want to miss out on those. <laughs> and then in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. What does the Bible share about contentment and how can we get some of that? Seems like God has had me on that plan. <laughs> have, you, have you ever noticed, Bob, God puts you on some lesson plan almost every week, and that's been my lesson plan this week. Is it, Robbie, I want you to think about this contentment thing. And sometimes his plan has is not really in line with yours. Have you noticed <laughs> that? It can be very far apart. So we get to share those stories, stories and the stories. We'll, we'll, we'll share either one in our appraisal coming up in our appraisal at the Real Black, by the Real Black Book at the end of the show. So the Christian Car Guy Show, you may be tuning in going, what in the world? Well, the Christian Car Guy Show, we hope. And we pray is bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform. And on this thing, this show, we talk about things like grace car driving and not speeding. You know, because if you're following Jesus, I assure you that he's going the speed limit. It's, Amer it's estimated Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas leak a week. 
on speeding. And Robbie will get, it's too much turkey, Bob. I think the endorphins are causing my mouth not to be able to work this morning. But as we talk about on this show, taking care of your car, car contentment. You see old tractors are running out in the elements since the 1940s. Well, if we take care of our cars, they'll last as long as you do, won't they, Bob? Forever and ever. It's just uh, maintenance is just the biggest thing in the world. And uh, so many people, so many cars end up at our place by just the lack of an oil change. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lack of an oil change, the lack of a, of a transmission fluid change or a timing belt. How many of those, you know, that they, oh, I didn't know what 100,000 miles, I had to replace the timing belt or this could happen. And next thing you know, it's gone. Gone. It's uh, on its way to my place and car heaven. <laughs> car heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, unfortunately, my daughter, um, last week, she had this Volkswagen. She loved this car. And I'm not so sure that, you know, God hadn't seen too much love for that. She had... Wanted, wanted, wanted this yellow Volkswagen. That's all she wanted. And unfortunately, she got an accident. Fortunately, she was not hurt, but the car did not make it. And the look on her face when they told her they were going to crush her car. Um, had she named it? She had not. Fortunately, she didn't even have it a month, not long enough to really get a feel of it. And, and there you go. Now she's struggling. There's a commercial on TV where the girl's got her car named her Brad. And... Uh, a parent the other day called me and said, this was Brad. You know the commercial, Bob? This was Brad. <laughs> she loved this car, and and uh, she really wanted to get it back on the road, but it was far, far beyond repair. And that, and that ends up always being an issue and a big part of car contentment, which I'm looking forward to some of these calls coming in in the next segment. 866 348 seven eight eight four where are you on the car contentment compendium are you on the far left where you just delight in your car and there's nothing that could be finer than to be in carolina in the morning in that car or are you on, uh, to the far right where you want to drive that turkey off <laughs> see if it really can if turkeys can fly like you know they did on wkrp 866-348-7884 844 truth We would love to hear from you about your car content. Stay tuned. We got so much more coming up. Well, it's 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 automobiles. Now, there's an old classic for you, Bob. (laughs) One of my favorites. That song just brings back so many memories. Absolutely. I've I've loved that song for years, and and I get this picture in my mind of what that car really looks like, you know? But that song brings to light one of Detroit's greatest secrets in creating new car fever. You see... For years and years and years, it was, you know, the secret was to have a new model come out every year. And why, why is that? Well, you know, and, and Johnny Cash is singing that he worked in, if you've never heard the song, it's absolutely a classic. He worked in the car factory and every, you know, so often he would carry out a part from these old Cadillacs and eventually he put it all together to create this Cadillac. And, you know, that's why it was a 49, 50, 51, because it had parts from all these different years. 
until finally they created it. And actually, there's a there's a picture I've I've seen of somebody that tried to re- create such a Cadillac. But the idea is, and 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 something we would love to speak to. We would love to hear your version of where you are on the car compendium of contentment at 866-348-7884. But they knew that, you know, the model year was going to drive you to, you know, you're driving an old car. If, if you're driving that at this point in time, in my case, a 1995 Dodge Dakota, wow, that thing is 20 years old, Robbie. It's time for, you know, that's, that's how they did it. They would bring out a new model and that new model drove, I don't even want to think about the sales that people drove because, you know, my car's getting old. I'm, you know, they got a new one coming out. They got another new one coming out. Now, you don't think that, that the folks at Apple have figured that one out, do you, Bob? That um, an iPhone, you know, <laughs> 6SE3, you know, version 3.05, you know, whatever. Some of them don't even make it a year, <laughs> you know. They'll have three new ones come out in, a, in the span of a year. And some people have to have the newest and the latest and the greatest. And uh, they're highly aware of that, and they're making a fortune off of it right now. And so one of my, my dear friends who, who is in the um, uh, mental health field, he says it's things like this that give you an idea that it could be time to check under the hood. I mean, meaning looking to your own motivations. Like what is motivating me to get another car? A- and... And, and that a lot of times has to do with being manipulated by the world, the flesh, the devil, how all that works. You know, we all struggle there. It's some, some people want to look at it as peer pressure, but it's, you know, pressure coming from, you know, that's most marketing at, at its highest level is to make people want what you, what you have now, you know, and, oh, I've got to have that or I'm incomplete. And if we'd all just realize, you know, where our completeness comes from. And I can remember, of course, being a Chrysler dealer, we sold minivans, a, a bazillion minivans. And what they would do to create, you know, a desire for a new one is, you know, oh, they have the, these entertainment systems. Now you got a TV that's, you know, and, and by having, you know, the new model would have the in, you know, incorporated child safety seats and it would have this and that. And it would. You would watch people that would literally, they would come in with a $450, $500 car payment that, with an income that didn't match that at all. It was just scary to see. But then they had to trade that, you know, for another $550, $600 a month car payment in order to get that next gadget or that next gadget that actually they could probably go to Walmart or someplace and get for, you know, 30 bucks today i remember when the entertainment systems came out for the vehicles uh the kids could they if they had the opportunity to ride in a, in a classic rolls royce they wanted to ride in so-and-so's minivan because they had a tv <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah rolls royce what's that this this vehicle over here's got a got a tv and i want to ride in it and so what did bmw do <laughs> <laughs> they put a different one in each headrest just to make sure that you got plenty of screens, you know? And then, the, well, the drivers got to get in on that action, so they started to create these wonderful navigation systems. You know, they, they didn't want you watching TV while you're driving, but you could sure watch that that map and, and all that's going on with that navigation and, and, and on and on and on, and it goes. Now, I'm not saying, believe me, in no way, shape, or form that a lot of those things aren't nice, but 
the question is, what's really is the motivation for your transportation and how do you get to contentment and where does that land for you? If you look at the price increase for having nav in your car and a Tom Tom or a Garmin that sticks to the windshield, <laughs> uh, those price, uh, those prices don't really match up very well. Yeah. And, and eventually manufacturers begin to realize that. And so nowadays, a lot of the cars are even standard with that kind of stuff because they know that, wow, you, you know, for a hundred bucks, you could go get a Garvin or whatever. And that, well, it, 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 that's all the more reason that you need to get the 2016 model because it's now standard with blah, 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 blah. And, and on the marketing goes, and there's lots of ways that they want to get that hook in you. Again, it's, it's all a matter of where do you stand right now with your car. And, and for many of us, the frustration is that thorn in the metal that I call <laughs> that, 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 that Satan is buffeting me with, you know, old red in, in its own, in its own defense. It, it, it has a few thorns in the flesh, Bob. I know you talked about that. We name our cars and anybody that knows me well knows that I drive old red. And I'm here to tell you that old red has some thorns in the flesh. That has some one Oh nine. You pull it parts <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. It does not like, it really doesn't like to be stuck in traffic, and it doesn't like to idle for long periods of time. So it has a tendency to overheat. And so, you know, I realize that, and I, I have to baby it and whatever, but that, all that kind of stuff could easily lead to, you know, wanting to drive it off a cliff. You know, that's the, you know if, if, if you put the third engine in it because it overheated and those kind of things, it gets frustrating. And, and so, <clears throat> you know, those things come along. It's just amazing how we you know, can find one we, we nurture. I can drive, uh, I have access to several different vehicles, but my favorite one is the old 2000 and, uh, and it's just my baby and, uh, the suburban. Oh yeah. And it's that seat is just form fit custom made to my body. And it just, you know, you can slide it up and back a little bit if you drive it, but don't mess with that uh, lumbar. <laughs> oh, I was so looking forward to your calls today on the car compendium. Where are you with that and your contentment? We're going to hear from that. We got all these tips for holiday parking coming your way in the next segment, and then our appraisal by the real black book. We got so much more on car contentment today and new car fever. Stay tuned. Bob, I, I pulled this, uh, your list of the Christian Car Guys show this morning, and we're talking about new car fever and the, the uh, car contentment compendium. And you could tell that the Beach Boys, now they were on, they were clear to the left, right? A little deuce coop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about did the line of that. Did it have a TV, right? Now, did I'm it? not bragging, <laughs> but don't put me down. <laughs> but I got the fastest set of wheels in town. Now, that. That sounds like bragging to me, Bob. Uh, pretty, pretty much. I think it's pretty crystal clear. Though. And if it had a set of wings, I know it would fly. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere, you know, it's it, things have gone awry, and we're interested today on in where you find yourself on the new car compendium. We would love to hear you. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six 
three for truth for the digitally gifted. Of course, we got these holiday parking tips. But right now, we got Mo is in North Carolina. Mo, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Robbie. Good morning, Bob. This is old Mountain Man Mo here, Walnut Coast, North Carolina. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Hey, man, just making it happen, making it happen. Uh, anyway, I'll start uh, by, by uh, uh, quoting uh, Philippians 4.11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. There you go. Crystal clear, isn't it? So that means if you're riding the little deuce coupe, <laughs> or if you if you're riding that uh, 59, 60, 61, 62 automobile, however that looks. But Mo, you you got some motorcycles, don't you? Uh, I used to. I I I outgrew that. I I wanted to live a little bit longer. <laughs> But uh, my vehicles have always been just motorized toolboxes. <laughs> I heard Bob talking about uh, Suburban, and I've got a uh, what was considered to be a three-quarter ton four-wheel drive Suburban, but when I changed out the universal joints, I found out that it was a one-ton. Wow. So it's a hoss. Nine-passenger seating plus a room for gear. And... Uh, uh, needless to say, it's—I mean, it's got a three fifty in it, and it's decent on the gas mileage as long as I don't get into the pedal. But like I said, as long as I've got a radio can listen to y'all, that's the only uh, high tech stuff I need in the thing. And heavy duty, so you can carry around all those folks. I mean, that's fun. That's that is so cool, but Mo. I appreciate you calling in this morning, Bob. You looked like you were going to say something, but then you. you um, the, the, the Suburbans are just the love of my life. Um, I had a old one I traded for and someone had jacked it up and had it really high off the ground and, uh, even had a snorkel on the carburetor oh. where you could drive it in deep water. Deep water, yeah. Deep, you know, it, it was just the, the redneck mobile from, um, you know where it was, uh, something I really enjoyed, but only for a little while, because when I got it, it was pretty far gone. Well, and then there's the other part of that being a bobsled Bob, as big as the suburban is, there's a lot of metal there. They right? are huge. They are huge. <laughs> well, God bless you, Mo. I appreciate you calling in so much today on Thank you, Robbie. your Thank new you, car Bob. content. Y'all have a blessed day. Hope you have a... Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right. Well, moving on. We've got to get to our, yes, Bob. It's amazing, though. We're sitting here talking about cars that we're attached to, and at the Midway Christmas Parade this afternoon, uh, there'll be a lot of those cars there, the uh, collector's items and some of the old hot rods in the parade and everything. And um, uh, we're just really fond of that parade because they let us do a food drive there. We collect some food before the parade, and then we encourage people to bring food items, canned food items to the parade where we... uh, help stock the North Davidson food pantry. And, uh, it's just a really fun thing that we get to participate in and, uh, kind of support there in the local community of Midway. Yeah. The whole idea of a parade may have something to do with, you know, the cars that are in those parades or, or sometimes somebody's pride and joy, but that, that whole thing of pride is, is kind of where we find ourselves, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, <laughs> and, and something we got to talk about, you know, that we're going to, we're going to get to when we get to our appraisal by the real black book. We definitely 
want to do that. We have Steve in Durham. Steve, you're on the new the uh, Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. How are you? I am wonderful. What have you got for us? Well, I have been listening to your show this morning, and uh, vehicle contentment is something that I've struggled with my entire life. Uh, I've owned close to 200 vehicles uh, in, wow. in uh, uh, 30 plus years of driving, and uh, I'm driving something now that I like. I'm actually in it now as I'm as I'm listening to your show, but it requires more maintenance than I want to to provide, and uh, so I'm looking for something else now. What are you driving? I'm driving a 1994. Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh, wow. And on a good day, it gets 13.4 miles per gallon, which exceeds the uh, uh, mileage that uh, the manufacturer says it would get. But I believe that's due to the uh, Amsoil synthetic lubricants that I use in it. So I think that's a, that's a big help. Yeah, and there is that, there's that level of, you know, where am I at here that this, this vehicle really isn't meeting my needs currently? And do I just want something new to keep up with the Joneses? And, and some, you know, somewhere in the middle of all that takes prayer and help from friends and all sorts of different wisdom to try to figure out, is this a good place to be? And, and by the way, Steve, I, I think I've, I've owned, I don't even want to know how many cars I've owned, but for some of us, Going through cars like that is a way to make a living, and I'm just going to bet if you've owned that many cars, Steve, that chances are <laughs> you've made a dollar or two along the way somewhere. I, I make. I try to uh, do that on every one I have. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for some of us, that that there's a way to make an income by knowing how to buy a car and and reconditioning it and then selling it at a profit. I mean, that's just that's part of what can happen uh, in that continuum, right? Absolutely. Uh, I'm with the uh, gentleman that's with you today. Uh, I'm looking for a Suburban. I, I, I really think that, that uh, a, a Suburban would meet my needs, and uh, so I'm looking for the right one. Well, that was a, you know, it was interesting. That car was designed way back, way, way back, and it has been such a hit for General Motors, and nobody has ever really duplicated it. Many have tried and you know they're buried at the countryside there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Steve, God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much today. Thank you, Bobby. Right. Thank you for your ministry. I appreciate it, and it's a blessing to everyone who hears it. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much, Steve. God bless you. All right, holiday parking ticks. We're we're going to get to a few of these because you know these this here you find yourself, and I think the first one they gave you. This is again the International Parking Institute. So these people. They've studied the whole world <laughs> to come up with some of these tips for you. But I, I think their first one is is certainly remarkable and, and something to just think about. It's called give yourself the gift of time. <laughs> that when it comes to holiday parking, <clears throat> realize if you're headed towards wherever that shopping destination may be, that, wow, it's not, you know, I can anticipate that the parking is not going to be easy and I can anticipate that I may need to park a distance away and I can actually with that expectation not search all that much time and just go okay well I'll park here and get the extra exercise right Bob I mean that's 
that's been <clears throat> excuse me that's been one of the biggest things for me through the years uh when in, you know it's going to be bad and there's most likely not a spot right at the front door you see a spot way out here park in it <laughs> you know <laughs> instead of stretching yourself out and getting up in the mix where it's just really you know people going crazy and blowing horns and all that if you see a space get it <laughs> you know and and get a little exercise that is an awesome 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 tip that uh you know i've really used that all my life and another uh on their list i won't give you all 10 but we're going to give you the, the highlights anyway is to know the statistics and this is important that according to the insurance statistics one-fourth of all vehicle crashes happen while parking and and it's certainly you see that with young drivers that don't understand how close things look and and all those kind of things. And studies show that backing into a parking space, you know, is 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 a place to really get yourself into even more trouble. And it takes up time and frustrates other drivers around you. So you got all this thing. And and how many times, Bob, did you see somebody that backed in that space and then put it right on the line? <laughs> you know, Oops. <laughs> and then you know, there's. It, the next person pulls in there, somebody's going to get their door slammed. I've and, sold more <clears throat> mirrors that way. I'll bet you have. And, and again, I, I was a car dealer for all these years. You know how many times I've backed cars? In? I can back a car as well as it. But the amount of time it takes and that whatever, I mean, really, you know, if you can't do it, just really easy and, and all those things. But the statistics are, if you park out there, Away from all that traffic, it's going to be a whole lot safer. We have our appraisal by the Real Black Book coming up and so much more Christian Car Guy. We got my mom who's on the new car continuum. So stay tuned. We got so much coming at you. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guys show where we're talking about new car or car contentment, however that works, which, you know, for me, a lot of the contentment I've got just comes from grace. As he said that, you know, that as, as Paul said, that there was going to be this thorn in the flesh to buffet you, but my grace is sufficient for you. Well, his grace, the word grace means favor. And so, Bob, I've long said that I'm his favorite. And if I know that I'm Jesus' favorite, that he's not going to let me need for a car or some transportation or something that wouldn't be good for me. And, and so he's going to meet all my needs, however that may look. And the contentment comes a lot from that. We're going to get to that in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. But where do you find yourself? We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884 in the contentment car contendium. My mom is on the phone and from Illinois. Mom, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you just started what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, you can say it better, Mom. No, I, I'm, I can't, but when I was married to your father, we had new cars sometimes every day, every week, every month, but certainly... You know, we didn't drive a car more than a few months because we had demonstrators. Right. And I learned very quickly that whatever car I drove did not make me happy. Uh, 
the happiness comes from knowing Jesus, knowing that I'm his favorite, <laughs> and that you don't need all these outward worldly things. Yes, you need a car, but you don't need a new car, and you don't need those car payments. You need to find that place within yourself where you know that you are who God wants you to be, and you don't need a new car to let people know who you are. That's all I have to say. Well, Mom, I, I think that, you know, along those lines, that we had an advantage um, in understanding. I did, yes. certainly, because, you know, I grew up in a new car family. My you know, father worked for Buick, and then he had car dealers. And then I spent most of my life in the car business, and I always had a new car. It was just something. Right. And, and today I drive a 20-year-old car, and people say, what in the world? Well, I, <laughs> when, you, when you have the, that kind of thing, you realize there's absolutely no value in one car versus the other. I mean, I... If the new Pontiac Trans Am came out or whatever it was in the dealer I was working for, you know, I got a chance to drive the Corvette or whatever it was. Uh, as you know, Mom, there's just, after you've driven it, you know, it, you figure it out that there's there's not a lot there. It's it's just That's a car. Right. It's so, a car. And, and uh, I don't think anybody judged me by what car I drove. If they did, they weren't kind of people I wanted to be around. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're thank you, Mom. God bless you, and we're going to talk here shortly. I know. <laughs> so I'll okay. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. It just bye. brings that back to me that the, you know there's that spot in our life that only God can feel. No brand new car or twenty brand new cars or an old mint car or Deuce Coupe or anything else in the world is going to fill it up and. uh yeah, there's only there's only one peg that fits in that hole, and that's or God. selling more metal, or selling more parts. There you <clears> go. <throat> it's just there's the only thing. Well, moving on to our appraisal by the Real Black Book, along the subject of of car contentment, you know, for years I taught car salesmen how to sell cars, and one of the things I taught them was the importance of staying in contact with previous customers, and there was a method to our madness because we realized, or I was taught that 33% of all families, when they buy one car, they will shortly buy another within a year, as a matter of fact, statistically, is what we were told back then. And the idea being that if mom got a new car, it would not be long before dad got the hankering for a new car, vice versa. If mom saw dad got a new car, it wouldn't be long before mom would want a new car. <laughs> and, and so for that very reason, we actually, Bob, we used to get these these books that showed where people lived and then when we would target their neighbors to take advantage of the whole, you know, keeping up with the Joneses effect. I would have the salespeople call, you know, you sold a car at 51 state street. Well, you know, dial 52 and 53 and 54. Cause all those people are now becoming envious of the new car that's on their street. Have you noticed that, uh, <laughs> if you get a loaner, a lot of times the loaner is the super nice, uh, <laughs> a lot nicer vehicle than what they're getting a car work than the car they're getting worked on. So again, we, we, we talked about that, but the dealers and all those people, they, they understand some of the motivation. But I did want to get into a little bit of, of this situation as I've thought about it, that when I'm looking at my motivation, I'm, I'm checking under my hood, you know, there's these words that come out. It's not fair or I deserve, or do we can just use the Bible word covet? And when I'm being manipulated by that, you know, you can't help but find yourself in Ecclesiastes 5, which is he who loves money will never be satisfied with money, or he who loves abundance will never be 
satisfied with his income. It's all vanity. So as I started to think about this car contentment issue, I started to think about what it is for me. And I look at this back to what I talked about last week a little bit, the faith of a child. You see, when my granddaughter was younger, she would scream with excitement to ride an old red. She would. That's my 95 Dodge Dakota. And she would, you know, when she was three, four, five years old, oh, can I go ride in Papa's truck? Can I ride in Papa's truck? And it was just, oh, it was so wonderful. But Bob, she's getting older. <laughs> and she's seven Are now. Are we taking that truck and, again? <laughs> and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, her daddy's new truck has got all sorts of, you know, and I don't know if I want to be seen in this, Papa. You know, it's just not the same thing. And, and my other children, they used to want to hide their face to be seen in this old truck. <laughs> but for me, for me, well, you think about my granddaughter and how she used to just love to shift the transmission, all those things. But I still marvel at it. I, I, th I think of all the, the mechanical marvels that are in that old truck if I shift the transmission manually as I do or if I'm holding it on a hill with a clutch or I, I put a headlight in <laughs> yesterday, Bob. You know, and I sit there and I just look at the mechanical marvel of it and it gets me where I'm supposed to go. And I just, I, I have loved to drive since I was a kid and since Old Red kind of gets me from there to there and I get to shift the gear. You know, like a kid, I'm just sitting there marveling that this thing works. That I get to do anything. And that as a child, we marveled at all these kind of things. And there was so much contentment when we marveled at, you know, I can remember we burnt trans trash out in the backyard when we lived in Los Angeles back, you know, when I was little. And I could sit out there and watch that trash burn for the better part of three, four hours <laughs> and just marvel at the fire. Oh, yeah. And, and what was that? That was joy and that was contentment. And that was like, man, I've got this. And, and I, and I really think it gets back to, do I really believe that I'm God's favorite? Do I really believe that he would not let me have anything that I really needed to have or that would be good for me? Not just not what you need. Cause sometimes he gives us what we want, Bob. And if we want a suburban, it's amazing how often he provides us with a suburban. And then sometimes the suburban or whatever doesn't fulfill our our expectations, and uh, we're sitting there with the same old hollow place in us that we tried to put the the round peg in the square hole. And, and as I said, I feel like to, with my mom that we had an unfair advantage because we had all these new cars. But I find myself there with the amount of money in my bank account. I find myself there with the amount of bills coming in. I find myself there with. Well, I would really like to buy this Christmas present or that kind of Christmas present. But at some point in time, if we can rest, Bob, in the amount of time we have, like the time in that parking lot, and be really, really careful to look for children in that parking lot who are excited for Christmas and might pop out around that parked car when you're getting frustrated. You know, so all those things are involved in that. And so <clears throat> with me, this holiday season, can we just kind of just really enjoy our contentment and just marvel a little bit at how cool things are that are all going on around you and realize that Jesus gave his life so that we could be able to enjoy this season that's got his name on it, for goodness sakes. Uh, it's really looking forward to this Christmas season and uh, just hope everybody has uh, joy in their hearts.